And here we go again with another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Your venerable co-host, Austin Huff, sports editor of the Goshen News. Your other venerable co-host, uh, Goshen News Sports reporter, Evan Leepak. Evan is shaking his head to start this podcast. Yeah. Don't know why. Because the head coach of the Concord soccer team, boy soccer, he sent me, you know, the email, but it's a Google Drive, so I have to request access for it, so I don't have access to this stuff. Very unfortunate. So that's a problem for another time. Uh, People don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Talking about preseason previews. Preseason previews. Sports preseason previews. just just in the fall sports season is underway. Sports are back, folks. And like not just girls golf, like we got everything back. So guess what we're talking about this week? This is it. The fall sports preview extravaganza. We kind of hit on a lot of this, some of this, I shouldn't say a lot, some of this last month in our uh, early fall sports storylines episode where we just kind of were like, yeah, what are we thinking about as we kind of get ready for fall to start, you know, practices and whatnot. So now we got some rosters, we got some info, we got some stats, we got some coach comments, got some returning letter winners, got some assistant coaches. Is this all our preseason info stuff that we ask for? Um, yeah. So we're going to hopefully try to be smart sounding for the next hour or so, whipping through every fall sport, but girls golf. We already did a girls golf preview two weeks ago when they started. So um, if we sound stupid, just you know, clip anything we say. Use it against us in October or November, whenever, and uh, we'll be fine with that. We can handle it, you know. We're grown adults, right? Yeah. Yes, we are. The, we are. Yes. So. Sort of. Yeah. Growing. No, twenty-seven. We're we're adults. We're grown. We're up there. We have to pay for our own insurance. That's that pretty much means you're an adult. It's horrible. I hate it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Can, if anyone wants to loan me like five hundred dollars to help pay for some things, that'd be great. Every month. Every month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to pay my rent plus uh, utilities. That's just, uh, just send a cool five hundred every month. Yeah, so I can go see cool concerts instead. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. we're going. We're gonna go to a concert this weekend. Shh. Off the record. No one needs to know that. Off the record. We we don't want to talk about your music habits. No. Music listening habits. We kind of already did a couple weeks ago. Drake trivia. That was a couple weeks ago? That was six weeks ago, I guess. <laughs> hey, a couple. It's, it's a uh, that loose was, term. That was a few more than a couple. Anyway, let's talk fall sports. Uh, let's try to... We're going to try to make this as efficient as possible. We'll see how long this goes. Uh, each sport, obviously, is going to take some time. Uh, we're going to start with the, the biggest high school sport probably uh, in the country. Biggest sport in the country, period. Obviously, everyone gets really excited about high school football. High school football is back. It starts this Friday, August 19th. Big games on the schedule, as always, to start the first week of the season. Uh, Evan, which, where do you want to start? Which game Which game of the we'll, – we'll run off the games. So this is Friday night. Um, we have Fairfield at Goshen, Elkhart at Concord, Northwood at Jimtown, South Bend Adams at Northridge, West Noble at Central Noble, and Wallasee at Tippecanoe Valley from our – Goshen News coverage area. Uh, Evan, where do you want to start? Which game, Which game? maybe a team, intrigues you the most out of those six that we listed, I listed? A lot of it's pretty intriguing, right? There's a lot of intrigue everywhere. Which one stands out to you the most? Mm, 
Let's go with Northwood at Jimtown. Ooh, the game you're going to be covering on Friday night. Wow, <laughs> smart. And the two teams, two of the three teams you wrote for our football preview tab, which comes out in the Wednesday edition of the newspaper, and it'll be online Wednesday morning, goshnews.com slash sports. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun game. So you have Jimtown mm-hmm. at home. Who they, we are now covering. Yes, they are part of the coverage area. Shout out. It's exciting. Shout out the Jimmies. Um Shout out to Jimmy's. They have graduated a lot of their key players from last year. A lot of their running attack, which is big in their offense. Uh, mm-hmm. They got some good players back. Northwood, though, that's where it's at. You got some uh, you got some fun facts about Northwood because I, I wrote down some I wrote down some key players back, but I know you were a little more detailed with the Northwood. Uh, fun facts about Northwood. Some fun facts about Northwood. It's a combination of Napanee and Wakarusa. Yeah, if I could. That's find a fun one. fact. They capitalized a W because of Wakarusa. Fun fact. They're the team we're most excited about, right? That is my. That is yes. There, I am the most. I, I am excited for them, most of the nine that we cover. Yes. I mean, just look at the offense, right? Yes. You have both, both quarterbacks coming back. Who, well, first of all, Nate Andrews said both will be playing. You're gonna Owen, have Caden Lone. Yep. You're gonna, you're gonna have Caden Lone, and you're gonna have Owen Raider. Mm-hmm. Hey, pronounce his name right. You love Owen that. Raider. <laughs> the Raider. Yeah, Raider. Looks like, looks like Rotor, but it's Raider. Yeah, I mean, most people might say Rotor um, if they're looking at the name. But he was a sophomore last year. Uh, Caden Lone was the guy for a majority of the season. Hurt his hamstring, missed a majority of the second half of the season. So Raider filled in, did a nice job for the most part. Both Lone and Raider had pretty much the same stats, so they both had the same amount of snaps at quarterback. So it kind of makes sense as far as both of them kind of getting a chance to uh, showcase their skills again this season, keep the defenses off balance. That's what Andrews kind of said would be the reason to have two quarterbacks in and out. Um, then you look at the skill positions. That's Arian Tuggle, J.J. Payne at the wide receiver spots. Both very tall, 6'3", 6'4", targets for either quarterback. I mean, you're smiling if you're under center and you're looking to the left and the right and you, you see those targets that you have a chance to make some plays with. Um, and then obviously running back, Ethan Evers, big dude, one of the biggest dudes in the, in the area. The only guy that really rivals him is Armin Kaltukian mm-hmm. over at Concord. We talked about that last week, I think, right? We want to see them hit each other at some point when mm-hmm. they play each other. Not at some point. They will play each other. I want to see that collision. We want to, You need a photo of it. We need them to meet in the hole so we can kind of uh, – Kind of get that, yeah. And we need get that, that moment, and we need the seismograph to measure the earthquake that will we'll cause. feel. We'll feel some kind of vibration, I think. Yes, that's what I think. Yes, but both both lines are a little inexperienced and undersized. But the on the defensive side, Northwood secondary still very experienced. Evers will be in the linebacker position, middle linebacker, along with. I mean, I'm going to do a great job of trying to pronounce this name his, his linebacker mate if you will uh ben fatteruso yes ben fatteruso correct yeah he was Good second job. second Woo. second on the team in tackles he had 60 evers at around 100 tackles so both of those guys are back at the linebacker position and then the secondary a lot of the guys are playing both sides in the secondary you know northwood only has six or seven listed on the roster that are playing both ways majority for the either staying one way or one way or the other two uh two platoons if you will i guess mm-hmm. 
you know i mean that's that's good for good for depth good good for injuries as far as like you know you don't want your players to be too exhausted on each side playing each side of the ball so that'd be good for them as far as keeping that there's a word i'm looking for lost it lost the word stamina maybe stamina yeah Stamina's not bad you want to yeah you want to be healthy you want to keep your energy up going into that fourth quarter you know guys playing both ways the the thing that could be tricky for north but on friday is because jimtown runs the ball so much Mm -hmm. you know beat up on that defensive line maybe a little bit i know jimtown they're replacing four of their five starters on the o line so we'll correct we'll see we'll see how that looks but uh you know when you're kind of grinding out a run offense on someone like you know that like by the fourth quarter, those defensive linemen could be tired. Maybe Jimtown capitalizes on some of that. But if Northwood, you know, Northwood could also just be, you know, taking advantage of an inexperienced Jimmy's defense too. So the Jimmies. We'll see. I know it's going to be weird starting to see the Jimmies, but you got to get used to it now. Yeah, Connor McPhee is the only guy coming back for Jimtown on the offensive line. Yep. But he's the center spot. So if you want anybody returning, I guess it's the guy at center. Yeah. Um, Sam Garner is going to be the running back. He's also a mainstay in the secondary. For Jimtown, big senior, who's going to be a big leader for them this year as well. Um, quarterback, Bishop Williams. He's a new. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't play last year, obviously. Tyson House was the guy last year for Jimtown. But uh, Bishop Williams, he is good size. 6'4", 6'5". Apparently, he runs a 4'4", 40. We'll see. <laughs> we'll that's, see. That's what head coach Corey Stoner told us. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, even if it's not a 4-4, he obviously has great wheels, very fast guy, one way or the other, has a good arm, good size. So he could be – he could certainly be a handful for uh, opposing mm-hmm. defenses, trying to keep him contained. Yeah. And he's going to have to be running around probably since Jimtown is only returning one offensive yeah. lineman. For, so. uh, for, for Jimtown, <laughs> they, get obvious, they get a really great – First few games to really test themselves, Northwood and Concord. Their schedule kind of eases up a little bit after that. Uh, Osceola Grace and then everyone in the NIC that they play is not as strong this year. Maybe, nope. you know, so um, they're going to be tested right out of the shoot, and then we'll see how they kind of respond to that. So uh, I, I'm leaning towards Northwood this Friday. Like if I was going to sit here and make a prediction, I think Northwood should win, but – these week one games, you know, they can be tricky sometimes. Jim I'm not Town, even going to try to predict the no. game. I'm like thinking in my head, I was like, what's a good prediction? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do yeah. it. I um, refuse. No bulletin board material. No, no material. Hey, I, I, make me look I, dumb I, I was very political in my answer of like, I think Northbridge should win, but Jimtown winning like wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think. There you go, Coach Stoner. I gave you some bulletin board material. Yeah, I have no, I have no. Nate Angels is probably going to kill me if they, uh, they lose now. So. Well, you won't be there, so I'm not going to yeah. say anything for him to kill me. <laughs> so. Hey, by the way, Austin picked you to win, Nate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's go to the game I'm going to be at Friday night. Fairfield at Goshen. Uh, this is two teams that, you know, they have uh, the quarterbacks returning: Carter Kitson for Fairfield, Quinn Bechtel for Goshen. Biggest storyline, of course, will be the coaching debut of Tom Wagaman for Goshen. Uh, his first season coaching his alma mater. Uh, they have a lot of skill players back. They got three of their top four wide receivers back from last year. Noah Alford, Adam Whitehead, Jake Turner. Four of their five offensive linemen are back up front. You got Blake Wyman back in the linebacker position on defense. He's really the only one back on defense that and Alford as a safety, too. Yeah. So, the, the defense could be interesting first week, and they're changing schemes. You know, they're going to, 
you know, Coach Wagaman talked about how, you know, they're going to go to a 4-3 defense. They've typically, Goshen's typically ran like 3-4 or odd-numbered odd fronts in the past. Um, you know, the, the offensive blocking scheme will be more man-to-man blocking than zone blocking. Um, they're going to run two running backs in the backfield, and Goshen's typically, typically ran one running back in the backfield. So mm-hmm. there's going to be some changes. Um, what I like about this uh, team for Goshen, though, like back, Quinn Bechtel at quarterback, you know, in the, in the years that I've been able to watch Wogeman, Wagaman, Wagaman at Northridge, his teams have always been great when the quarterback has that dual threat capability, and Bechtel has that. Um, in, in 2020, Logan Hooley was the quarterback. He was a little undersized, but he could run. They went 6-3 and three in the regulars, or 5-3, uh, 5-2, and, three, five and two, whatever the COVID weird. I forgot how many games they actually played, but they mm-hmm. were a solid team. They were really solid that year. Had a tough first round loss to Leo. Uh, controversial call at the end. Could have gone. Should not have gone there. Should not have gone against Northridge. But we won't bring that up. Um, even though I did. Um, and <laughs> in 2018, when they had Julius Graber at quarterback, he was able to run and throw. And then he got injured, and the season kind of fell apart for them a little bit at the end. But um, so I, I feel like Bechtel's in a really good spot to thrive in this offense. He, cause he can throw well. He can run well. Limit the turnover. As long as he limits the turnovers, like. This, it could be a decent offense, and um, biggest question mark could be running back. You know, all their their production last year, Bechtel obviously was the leading rusher, but their other, like their true running backs, are all new, essentially. So it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting who steps into those spots. Fairfield with their triple option rushing attack. Uh, Coach Matt Thacker really praised the depth of the running back position this year. He listed off like six, seven guys in his in our preseason info, a preseason story about guys who could contribute. Wow. He said, "Watch out for uh, Brecken Marin, a sophomore. He's like he's going to be a he's going to be someone people are talking about by the end of the year." That's his direct quote. So, watch I out guess for him. We're already talking about him. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so that, that's a really interesting game. There's a lot of factors going on there of like you know new coaching staff, you know with Goshen, new new uh, personnel type of deal, Fairfield. You know, they got the quarterback back, but a lot of the guys around him are younger, newer guys. So that's going to be interesting kind of see how they handle uh, their first Friday night real, you know, game time. Um, should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to actually being at that. For a while there, I, I, I don't know if it's just Coach Thacker, like, hyping up his guys. It's got me, like, more excited about the game. But for a while there, I thought maybe Goshen would be able to kind of take, not cruise to a victory, but it, they're going to win. Now I'm like, I don't know, 50-50, man. It could be a toss-up. So, Who's the running back for Goshen? Did Tom mention yeah, somebody he mentioned, who he mentioned, might... Uh, he mentioned guys, and I totally forgot to write them down on my uh, sheet, and I don't have that off the top of my head. So he wasn't like, there's this there's this running back there's here. There's a stud. That yeah. Who's really, watch out. He listed out. a couple guys off that are going to be competing, but I don't have that info in front of me, so I apologize. Um, no reason. So that should be a good game. No need. No um, need to and apologize. The, the final game we are covering Friday night, Elkhart at Concord. Uh, our uh, freelancer Steve Crow will be there uh, in Dunlap. So uh, this is an I was interesting. Was there last year? Yeah, that was, was a good environment. It was a good game. It's always fun when you get the two biggest teams of the county playing against each other to start the season. Great crowd on both sides. It was a close game, from what yep. I recall. Yeah, um, Concord. A lot of lot of question marks with the the Minutemen. Uh, most notably at quarterback, sophomore Hudson Glantz is going to be starting. Uh, for Concord and six you foot one fifty five. Yeah, that the <laughs> hopefully he's got a little more weight on him by when the season gets going here. He's but. got uh, probably not, but 
got great speed. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig Kohler is excited about Kaler. Craig, I think I said Kohler last time too. Yeah, it's Kaler. I'm sorry, Craig. You know, I try my best with these names. It's like it's, all right, it, it's like what I get for all the years of my last name being botched. Lapak. Yeah, there it is. Lepak, Lepak, Lapak, Lipak. Something. I you mean, could be French. All kinds of uh, varying, different pronunciations I've gotten, but uh, he was excited about the potential for more, uh, I guess, QB runs, right? Mm-hmm. More read options that are actually going to be like yeah. read options. Hunter Dutton was more of a pro style, air quote, quarterback where he threw the ball really well and he had amazing numbers last year. Mm-hmm. Was probably the best pure quarterback in this area. Um, yeah, 28 touchdowns, four picks only. Pretty yeah, solid. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if Glance runs a little better, you know, you can. You know, you can cover up a lot of mistakes with, you know, the read option or like a, you know, a mobile quarterback, you know, so. And then you have Armin Kaltukin is going to play a little bit on offense. He's going to play in multiple spots. So you can, he's going to be like a security blanket for him. Titus Hackworth, running back, one of Concord's only like returning skill guys. Uh, he's going to be a senior this year. He was the team's leading rusher last year. So he's going to be important, a big piece if the Minutemen want to have success this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. yeah Armin, I mean, Armin Koltukian might make it two for two Koltukian player of the years for Goshen News. There's definitely a good chance of that. He's going to be in the conversation for sure. Definitely. And then at the skill positions, the wideouts, uh, Juan Ross and Deshaun Emerson are a couple guys that Craig mentioned uh, who have been kind of buried behind in the depth chart behind uh, – Guys like Jack D'RC and Marion Moore and Mensa, Anthony Mensa as well. So, so they have the capabilities. They just haven't really had the opportunity. But here they are now, front and center this season. So we'll see what happens with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I love the uh, the Elkhart County games. I just love that that first week. You know, you kind of like it's it's fun. It's football. These are all rivalry games. Like it just feels bigger when they're when these teams are playing each other. You know, Northwood Jimtown. For years, Fairfield Goshen just in the last ten years, or like last six seven years, have been playing first week, which is awesome. You know, you're five miles down the road. Concord Elkhart's five ten minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. these are fun, and like I feel kind of almost feel bad for Northridge because they're the odd man out of the Elkhart County you know football fun this first week. Mm-hmm. You know, they're playing South Bend Adams. We'll talk about that game here in a minute, but I almost wish there was like an eighth Elkhart County team we could just like have all Elkhart County first week. You know. It's kind of cool. Like, I, I really dig it. Like, it's I, – I love it, at least. It's kind of fun. Makes it for fun. I think that's the whole point, right? Week one, get people hype a little bit. Yeah, and, like, in theory, you're not traveling as far, so it should be big crowds, right? These games should all have good crowds, and you want the people excited. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so let's talk about the other Elkhart County team, Northridge. Uh, they're homing – hosting – homing? They're homing. Oh, homing. They're, they're homing <laughs> South Bend hosting, Adams. Hosting South Bend Adams. Uh, Adams with a lot of intrigue, new head coach – that was just hired in June, so that's going to be uh, interesting wow. to see what they're looking like. Northridge, of course, coming off the amazing year they went on last year, postseason. Uh, they are replacing a lot of their production from last year. Tag Gott, Rich Howard, Clint Walker. Um, I know I'm missing someone that's going to be angry at me or something. Um, offensive line is losing some guys. Evan Carr. Evan Carr, unsung athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, Jensen, Trent Jensen, he's gone as well. Trent Jensen, but... You got two uh, two good receivers back who are going to play, 
you know, safety for you as well, and Jethro Hostetler and, and Cade Signs. Yeah, you didn't mention Michael Hostetler, I don't think. Michael Hostetler was one of the yeah. He, one you know, of the key. He was losses. like the leader. He was the emotional leader of that team. Obviously, mm-hmm. skilled player when he was healthy too. Um, but yeah, it's they're going to be an interesting team. The, the, them and Concord, they're going to really like. I think I said this last week, but they're going to really depend on the quarterback. Like how they play, I feel like because they got everyone else like good enough players in every other spot to be competitive. But if the quarterback doesn't come through, then like that's going to be so. Kate Carrington, no pressure, but uh, the whole Northridge season relies on your shoulders. McLean so, Miller at running back. McLean Miller and uh, Ricky Lloyd coming back mm-hmm. at running backs. So uh, yeah, that should be an interesting game. And then Northridge, you know, week two goes to Elkhart. That'll be a fun game. Ishawaka week three. They got some big hitters coming up after the Southland Adams game. So right, right off the bat. Just go for it. See where, see where they are, yeah. for real. Uh, let's go to Noble County, West Noble, at Central Noble, the Battle of the Bell. Battle for the Bell, sorry. Um, you know, two years in a row this game has been won by Central Noble, so the Chargers are looking to get it back. Uh, should be. I don't, I don't know. The, West Noble and Wallace, those are two teams we haven't really talked about yet. I don't know how to, I don't know how to read them yet. You know, they were okay last year. Well, obviously struggled, but West Oval was okay last year. Um, they got some good players back, it seems like, but you never know. Like, they're – and then Wallace, like, same thing. Like, you know, they'll go to Tippy Canoe Valley to start. Tippy Valley was very good last year. Uh, I don't know, regular season. Ran into Mishawaka Marion in the postseason. Um, so, but – you know, like, I guess we're going to figure out maybe what those teams are when they play each other week two, Wallace and West Oval. That'll so, help. Yeah. Love the Wallace and new helmet, though. Wallace has got the best helmets in the area, so there you go. That's all that matters. <laughs> they will look good, at least. Will they play well? We'll see. Um, yes. Those are the two I really don't feel, like, as confident in my uh, analysis of these teams right now. There's just, just so many unknowns, you know? we, we got to kind of wait it out and see what maybe where they go first couple weeks. I mean, like... After Wallace plays Tippy Valley, we we talked about this. I think I think I mentioned this, but like they go West Noble, Goshen, Plymouth, and like those are going to be three games on paper that are winnable type games. Mm-hmm. For if you're a Wallace fan, you can like be like, okay, we might be able to win that game. So like they could be three and one. Like obviously we're not saying they're going to be three and one, but they they have a realistic chance. The to path be, is set up for that. Yes. Like they, so who knows? Like, and you get confident, you get rolling, you never know. The same thing with Goshen. They're probably, Goshen fans are looking at that Wawasee game as a potential win. And Plymouth fans are looking at the Wawasee game as a potential win too. So it's like, it goes both ways, of course, but I don't know. I, we'll see. This is going to be a fun. We'll see season for a, a half our teams. That's how I feel right now. Like I feel relatively confident in Northwood. Elkhart's got a lot of talent back. So I'm, they, they're going to be contenders, I think, in the NIC and, and their sectional, you know. But then Goshen, Northridge, Jimtown, Concord, like West Noble, Wawasee, Fairfield. I'm like, just got to wait and see how they're, they're starting to play, you know. To me, a toss up. Yeah, it's fun. Predictions. Like, if we tried to make like actual like no I'd, preseason look, predictions, we look, look stupid right now. It'd be so bad to look back on them like after the season is over. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna have refrain going to refrain from that. We don't want you to be able to clip anything, even though I said earlier, feel free to clip anything we say and use it against us in the future. Freezing so. cold takes, uh, Elkhart County edition. <laughs> they, they All right. Take us out. That was a lot of time spent on football, so we need to, need to move on to our other sports. We have other sports, believe it or not. Uh, let's tar- 
Start tart. Let's tart about. Let's start tart. talking about boys soccer and specifically our defending state champion, Westview Warriors, who begin their season Tuesday night. Right now, about four hours from this taping. We'll be there. I will be there. Yes. The Goshen News will be against there. Against Wawasee. I love when people say Wawasee like that. Wawasee, the Warriors? Wawasee. So I'm, a, I'm picking the Warriors to win. <laughs> I'm here all week. No. Folks. Um, 13 returning letter winners from a state championship team. That's a good thing. That's a good sign. Yes. Uh, the biggest question marks will be replacing the goalie, Alex Yoder, and the second leading scorer, Jane, Jane Yoder. Yoder. So yeah. replacing Yoders, that's a shock at, at Westview. At Westview. <laughs> wow. Uh, but Teague Meisner is back, uh, leading point producer the last two seasons. Carson Brown. Sam Carson Gutierrez Brown. also yeah. had a decent amount of goals last year. Yeah. I, I They were ranked number three in the coaches poll to start the season in 1A. I got a feeling they're going to be, you know, Pretty good. They, their schedule is okay. The NECC is not the toughest conference in the world for soccer, and I think they should be able to win the conference and, you know, probably going to be the favorite in their sectional. Mm-hmm. I, we were talking about this before we came on. Like, the second weekend of the postseason is where it could get really interesting for them. So, Bethany Christian is not in their sectional anymore. They are in a separate sectional, so they might get to play Bethany in the regional. And Bethany was ranked 15th in the – preseason coaches poll for what that's worth. That was a um, close game last year, was it not? It was. Westview scored in like the final, what, five minutes or whatever to win the sectional final. Mm-hmm. Bethany played them. I mean, it kind of got overshadowed that game because of all the other games that Westview ended up playing in that crazy run to the title. But right. that was also a dramatic game. So against their bitter rival, like that's the biggest, arguably the biggest soccer rivalry in the area is Westview Bethany Christian. Mm-hmm. So... That, that'll be a fun game. It'll be a fun boys game, but it'll be a fun girls game, too. We'll talk about that in a minute. but um, In a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, also in a boys soccer world, our, our 3A programs are looking solid. we got three of them ranked in the top 20. Mm-hmm. Elkhart was 11th, Goshen 17th, Northridge 20th. Two of those teams lost, though. Yeah, Goshen beat Elkhart, 3-0. Yeah. And Northridge lost to number for Chesterton. So. Three to nothing. They didn't have their leading score. They didn't have Micah. Micah. Wheeland. There we go. I didn't want to pronounce it wrong. Yeah. Wheeland. Their leading guy. Their well, first. Their well, first. How, how, where's this inside, insider info coming from? Their first team selection. Oh, it was in the email. He oh, said. Oh, it from Coach. From yeah, Baltazar. Yeah. So they lost three nothing, but they didn't have their best player. So that plays a role. Plays a yeah. factor in that to not really necessarily look at it you know take, take that game with a grain of salt I it suppose. would have been an uphill battle for Northridge regardless going to Chesterton and playing them but not having your leading offensive player also hurts your chances mm-hmm. so but they have 13 13 13 what the heck is a 13 15 actually 15, 15 returning letter winners uh, according to yeah. Balthazar well, they were a young team last year mm-hmm. remember we they had all those seniors in 2020 and they graduated them all and then 21, there was kind of a rebuilding, reloading year for them. They still mm-hmm. played okay. They had their moments, but... Finished above 500. Right. And they're, like, they weren't bad by any stretch, but like obviously getting those guys playing time and experience, now they're all coming back. So they could be interesting in the NLC. I was impressed by Goshen on Saturday night. They had a nice 3-0 win over Elkhart. Tiki, Tiki Hernandez. Hope I said his name right. Love Two that. goals. Uh, it's his I nickname. Saw, it's his nickname, Tiki. I saw the one video... I saw the one video of his first goal. It was a beautiful shot. It was like 20 yards out, hooked it into the top left corner. It was a really nice looking shot. Who took that video? I don't know. It might have been like the team's official like video for like when they're watching tape back. 
but it looked awesome. I saw mm-hmm. it on Twitter yesterday, uh, Monday. So, uh, yeah, I mean, once again, dude, boys soccer in this area has been strong for years. Uh, and even in two way, like Northwood and West Noble aren't ranked preseason, but they've had really strong teams programs the last in the past yeah. five ten years. So like they're always going to be a threat in two A to make some noise. One of them will probably win that sectional when they play each other, and then you know get to the regional time. You never know. Uh, you know Northwood was in semi state two years ago. West Oval regional final last year. You know the West Oval obviously replacing Henry Torres is huge. He was like half their offense. It's be last very year. hard to do. Yeah, he was half That's their rough. offense. So. But we'll see. It's, it's going to be a fun uh, boys' soccer season, I think, once again. So it, it's always good here. Always good here. It's always good here. Yeah. We, we like to talk about Westview. We Westview, like to talk about Westview. Westview girls' Westview. soccer team yeah, is the one to be reckoned with as well. Yes. They were ranked seventh in the preseason coaches' poll, uh, which is kind of probably where I thought they'd be, somewhere in the top 5-10 area. Uh, they are very good. <laughs> they were very good last year. They were very good last year. Made regional, regional final. Los Andrean, though. All their players coming back, basically. Yeah. All their key players coming back. Um, they return their most important goal scorer from a year ago, who's only a freshman, Brianna Munoz. Yep. Goshenu's female breakout athlete of the year. 30 goals last year. Is that good? 30. In yeah, like, it's pretty in good. like 20 games. It's pretty good. 11 assists. Yeah, she's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be fun. They're going to be fun to watch. Um, I think now I'm going to... I'm going to be jinxed them, so I'm sorry, Coach. But of any team that I think we cover, any sport, I think they have the best chance to make a real, like, deep run. Like, You're going to put that on? Final weekend of the season run, yeah. I mean, you get your goal, your main goalkeeper back. You have a lot of senior experience. I mean, you look at their roster, and it's just littered with 12s. And on top of the, you know, the young the young players that, that they have that can also start and Put the put the goal put the goal put the ball in the back of the net. So they have they have a bunch of scores, bunch of experience to go along with their goalkeeper on the defensive side. So I mean, it's all kind of set up for them to you know get past that regional final this year, make a little more noise. We'll see. We'll Obviously. see. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry, Coach Ward. I really didn't mean to do that to you. So if you lose in the sectional opener, just blame me. You can just. You have the right to take out my kneecap or something. I don't know. <laughs> Both of them. You yeah, can't, no one. Can't one I want to be able to still have like crutches. I don't need a. I don't need a wheelchair. Although a wheelchair wouldn't be bad. But yeah, take out both if you want. I don't care. Um, yeah, you know what? Then, I lied. Take else, out both. Else, elsewhere, girls soccer too. I mean, I'm really intrigued to see what our our three A teams, uh, Goshen, Elkhart, Northridge, Concord, all in that sectional without Penn. Without Penn now, thank God. Thankfully for them, uh, yeah. yeah. and then Plymouth takes their plan- Penn's place. That's fun to say, Penn's place. Um, so I'm really excited which one of those teams emerges this year. You know, Goshen had a really nice year last year. Uh, Elkhart's got some talent. Northridge always feels like they got some players that are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're kind of due for a better season. Last yeah. year they finished under 500. So. Yeah, they've, they've had some really strong teams in recent years. Had to, had to run independent in the postseason, unfortunately, to, you know, but um, I'm really intrigued to see what they do uh, in those, in that 3A. I know I mentioned that last month, but that's always fun. And then our 2A girls soccer area, it feels like Northwood, they're traditionally been solid, and they don't have to play DeKalb now in their sectional, which is really nice. Um, I will say Northridge is only returning nine of their 19 from last year, so it's a bit of a rebuilding season. They have some key pieces 
returning, obviously, but I mean, you, you lose 10 from a roster. That's mm-hmm. tough. They did good in the conference last year. It's just their non-conference was tough for them. And they, they, they build up the non-conference to be tough. You yeah. Know? Same thing with the boys, the Northridge boys team, too. They play a they tough. They love that one. Yeah. Yeah, they love playing those Chestertons and, you know, going to play Fort Wayne schools. And, and same thing with the Northridge girls. Like, it seems like a Northridge thing. Doug, Doug Springer, too, with the girls' basketball. He just loves loading up that schedule. It's like, yeah, we'll go play anyone. They played a homeschool team this past year, for crying out loud. Like, yeah, beat them by a lot. Yeah, but still, they went to Indy and played a homeschool team on Martin Luther King Day. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, again, the soccer, the soccer, man, this is a good soccer area. It is. It really is. It's been maybe consistently the best sport in the four years that I've been here with in terms of, like, just quality teams. You know, mm-hmm. so you're gonna always get at least feels like five or six teams where when you go to sectional time, you think, hey, they could win a sectional here. Like they they have the talent to win, and like that isn't always the case necessarily in every other sport. You know, so right, uh, it just feels like like that that four a four the three a one last year at Goshen with Goshen and Concord and Northridge and Penn and Warsaw and Elkhart, where it was like all the six teams were in the top twenty of you know like it's just absurd, you know. So it's going to be fun. And the girls, too. Like, it's going to be fun, I think. All across the board. Fun. Yes. Speaking of fun. Is that the point of sports? Speaking of fun, boys tennis. Uh, could be interesting after last night. Monday night, man, our, our Golden Boys, Westview, they lost to East Noble. First time they lost to the Knights since 2014, I saw. Uh, hmm. I know Westview graduated, you know, a good amount of their depth from the from a state team last year, but... Uh, don't know if I thought they were going to lose to East Opal in the first match of the year. I'm a little nervous for our Warriors. This is a this is a Westview podcast now, you know. So it's early. You're getting it, you're it getting all worried it's after early. after it's one, the first one match. <laughs> one match, and you're like, jump don't know, off! Man. Don't jump off the ship. I'm not jumping off the ship. I got like one foot hanging over, you know. I'm the like, disrespect to East Noble. I, I shouldn't say I have one foot over. I'm like looking over the balcony. I'm like, hmm. East Noble's the water looks nice. Not today. a horrible team. No, they're not. East Noble's been a solid program. So I'm saying. But Westview, and I guess when they've like been undefeated in the regular season two of the last three years, you get a little spoiled. You know what I mean? Right. So we'll see how they respond. I'm sure they will. I have a feeling that they will. Yeah, I, I think they'll be fine in the long run. But you know, I think it opens up this year. I mean, Northridge, you know, Northridge and Goshen shared the NLC title last year. Both those teams are going to be probably good this year. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Goshen does, especially. Northridge has five guys returning, so there's a bunch of varsity experience I'm pretty there. sure the only thing ones that are gone are their, their one doubles team from last year, right? Mm-hmm. Gavin Nay and Colin Siegert, former mm-hmm. Ghost News Athletes of the Week. Yeah. Fun fact. Those guys made a nice little run individually last year. Yeah, they went to individual state. That was cool. That's why they won Athlete of the Week. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Northridge has a lot of talent returning. So does Goshen. Mm-hmm. Uh, two well-run programs as well. Daniel Love at Goshen and uh, Austin Christner at Northridge. So, yeah, Austin they're going to be Christner. fun. Um, I, I don't know who else, you know, from the area, you know, emerges. Northwood. Northwood a couple years ago had a big, big program, big year. You know, they've kind of dipped a little bit. Maybe they have a nice resurgence this year. Mm-hmm. Bethany Christian, I don't know how much you can take stock and they beat Jimtown to start the season, but that's a nice win for the Bruins Monday night over the Jimmies. Um you know, and then you never know. Like West Noble, Wawasee, like they've shown flashes in the past and having good players. And mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's always 
tennis is always one of the harder ones, I feel like, to kind of, like, forecast, unless there's, like, a team with, like, a lot of players, like Northridge coming back, you know? So, like, it's like, okay. But tennis is always goofy, you know? Concords. Only returns three starters are going to be a little inexperienced. Yeah. But, but Nathan Schrott, Andrew Cavanaugh are great, yeah. great players and, from and, in the past. And so. you never know, like, I feel like tennis and golf, too, like, those kids are playing it in the summer, you know? Like, you can, you never Some know. Some of them. Yeah, some of them play in the summer, so, like, they might be some freshmen coming up that we don't know about, right? You know, something yeah. like that. So, uh, you know, yeah, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, uh, what else do you want? We got to talk about our cross country. What do you think? Oh. Boys cross country? Well, you got some nasal drip going on. It's horrible. Thanks. <laughs> Tell me when you're going to, like, snort it all up your nose so I can turn the mic off in those two Have seconds. Have I done that? No. Very if, good. if it happens, just be like, "Hey, give me like a keyword." Like, uh, I'm actually shocked I haven't done that yet. Just go just like, like without thinking about just it. Just go like "caca," and I'll turn your mic off, and then you can that. Oh, you did it! I know. I'm giving the people of uh, not going to do a it. visual and audio. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Okay, We're boys right. cross country. This is a this is a sport that intrigues me, maybe the most this year, maybe the most. Because because everyone's gone. Because we got some graduated graduated runners, some of the best in their respective programs' histories: Drew Hogan and Cole Johnston at Goshen, Jack Moore at Northridge, Anthony Roberts at Concord, all running collegiately. Uh, you have you know some some new some guys coming back: Tommy Claxton, Luis Loera at Goshen, uh, Jackson Miller at Northridge. You know so and and don't forget Grant Flora at West Noble is a very formidable individual as well. I think this year. Keep mm-hmm. an eye on him. He's been a name that he's made to semi-state individually yeah. a couple uh, last two years. That's what I'm saying. He's po- maybe he's poised for a, a state appearance. He's going to be that guy this year. Maybe for the Chargers. We'll see for the area. He could. He could be representing the NECC down at state. Um, but yeah, I'm, I this is a, a a wide open year. It feels like you know Northridge. It looks like they have some depth. Uh, Ryan McLean. The coach was talking in, the, in our preseason stuff about how, uh, you know, yes, graduating Jack Moore is, is a tough, but there is some guys coming up that, you know, they might be a deeper team than they were last year. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you don't have that top-end guy, you know, you could still have the depth and still make it to state. So, you know, that could be something to keep track of. Uh, Goshen, it's going to be interesting to see who steps up after Claxton and Loera because, you know, for last year it was Hogan, Johnston, Claxton, Loera, and it's like, okay – that's going to be your four. You get a fifth guy, whoever runs fifth best, your fifth for your team. Like, you know, as long as they're not last place, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not, you're going to be doing pretty well. So, who steps up there will be interesting. Concord's roster is very deep. Uh, you lose Roberts, who was a star, of course, but you know they have like 30 guys on the roster this year. So that's that's almost on. Now I don't want to say it's unheard of in cross country, but that's a pretty deep roster for a cross country team. Um, you know, Jordan Burden coming back for a senior year at Northwood as well. He's been a very good runner the last couple of years, semi-state. Um, you know, there's going to be a, there's a lot of intrigue. Mm-hmm. a lot of intrigue in that boys' cross-country world where, I, you know, it's going to be hard to predict, you know, who really is going to take the reins in this uh, in this quest for the NLC title, NECC title, sectionals, regionals, semi-state, state, you know. My money's still on Northridge, I would say. I think Northridge is where I'm feeling most confident as well. In the it's because of that depth, so it's kind of more proven. Right, right, That's and the they thing. and they got sixth at the uh, 
they went down to Terre Haute. They ran the state cross-country course, and they got sixth against some good competition. So, you know, that's a good litmus test, I think, mm-hmm. for them of, like, where they're at. Early, it's early, you know, obviously. Like, still, you know, they only ran one meet. So, and cross-country, you know, it's kind of a different season. And, like, they only compete, you know, five, six, seven times, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, like, usually every Saturday, but teams take off weekends. You know, and then they have, like, one or two midweek conference meet matches and runs, matches, whatever. And that's it. So, you, you, you don't going to... You know, it's a lot of the, a lot of the is like, you know, improving in your training and practice and things like that. So, you don't necessarily see the progression as much in regular season invites because it's like they only run so so many times. Mm-hmm. So, it's gonna be interesting. The progression. The only progression you see is uh, the times at the end of the run. It's hard. It's hard to kind of pinpoint progression. Besides that, right? Mm-hmm. You got a little text there. Looking at tweets. Do you get anything exciting? All Concord High School students will be admitted free to Friday night's home football game versus Elkhart because of uh, Jim Burkett of Vantage Point Financial Group. What a guy. I I forgot that students have to pay to get in. Yeah, you're seeing it a lot more in the area. Uh, Goshen, all their admission is covered for students this year. Same thing at Plymouth, I believe, uh, stepped up. Um and yeah, so maybe the more and more businesses are going to start chime, like chiming in. Maybe the Goshen was like the trendsetter here. Like, you know, people have saw Goshen do it. Ben soft pretzels. Up. What? Ben soft pretzels. Yes, and among others. And uh, I think it's smart. You know, students should be able to go in for free. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I was shocked that it's not like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I understand. I mean, I get you got to make some money, but right. also it's like go to school there right know, it's their student yeah so anyway uh that was attendance talk brought to you by concord so jake field yeah girls uh, girls cross country you have northridge as our top returning team they went to state last year four seniors at the top temi bayless 11th place at that state cross country it's not really a state preview it's just like how many teams were there there was like 20 six out of 20 that's pretty good yeah, it's not bad. So, um, yeah, so she she had a good run. Uh, you got Haley Heil. Literally. Yes. Claire Ritchie. <laughs> that was the point. That was the joke. That was the um, joke. They have, a good, they have a good roster, man, and it's going to be a matter about the, the two or three spots behind them, but they're going to be in contention again for the NLC, sectional, regional, semi-state, state, you know. So everyone else, no idea. No idea. Everyone else feels like a work in progress. I wrote that out on my notes. I mean, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Zoe Roberts, the sophomore at Concord. Anthony's younger sister is a good runner. She'll start emerging. She could potentially make a you know postseason individual run. Um, I Goshen, I don't know. Like you know, West Noble, Westview's rosters are kind of in transition right now. Fairfield as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wawasi, like it's 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 a Wawasi has like one senior and eight freshmen on the roster this year. Like seriously, like that's that was the roster the coach sent me. He's like everyone else is a freshman except Trinity Lajoyce, who's a returning senior, not wow. winner. So they are literally like the youngest team you could possibly have. So couple of years, watch out. Yeah, if they all stick it out, maybe yeah. in four years they like run to stay, but who knows? In four years. Yeah, well that's what it's gonna be. Um 
So yeah, the girls cross country and boys tennis ones. I'm I'm feeling a little uh, blind. I'm like blind with that right now. I'm like I don't know. I don't know. We have to. Just gonna be brutally honest, y'all. I don't know. We just have to weigh that one out as far as seeing it in person, going to meets, seeing how how teams perform, and then we're getting a better idea in the next you know few weeks. I would say of where our girls cross country layout is. For this year, yeah, come back to us in a month. We'll yeah. have, hopefully, hopefully, have a coherent answer for the girls' cross country preview. Um, okay, one more sport. One more sport. We have volleyball, and uh, yeah, Northwood already flexing their muscles with a three-zero sweep of Fort Wayne Bishop Lures to start their season. Uh, Thirty-two and three last year, returning pretty much all their top players: uh, Sophia Barber, Claire Payne. Um, Macy Loniger, like this seems gonna be uh, pretty pretty good. Karis Bennett, Karis Bennett, unsung <laughs> athlete. <laughs> Had to throw that name out there. Hannah Chupp, uh, also back. Uh, yeah, I you know what the the Panthers, the, the Annika Bennett's the biggest loss. She was their main uh, setter last year. Did you say Macy? You said I Macy. Said Macy right? Loniger. I was gonna yeah. say the Indiana State uh, commit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you replace Annika Bennett. She's she was the primary uh, setter, 967 assists last year. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, but they feel confident, you know, that the, everyone else will kind of step into their roles and and elevate. And you know, they're going to be uh, a, another one. Them and Westview Girls Soccer. Not to jinx them, but a team yeah. I could see playing on the final weekend of uh, the season potentially. They definitely have the uh, the high stakes expectations because I mean you go you go thirty two and three undefeated in your conference, go to the regional final. You know if you do all these things, it wasn't expected last year. They kind of came out of nowhere, but now now they're gonna have the targets on their backs this year. There's no there's no denying that. But I mean to get a to get a win right out the gate, a, a sweep three nothing sweep of a of a team. Like Bishop Lures, the name is like woo. I don't know how great their <laughs> I don't know varsity the volleyball, volleyball program, program is, is, but their football program is historically great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine their basketball is decent too, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, we won't. So thank you. Uh, yeah, and then Elkhart volleyball has a lot of key players back too. Uh, Hannah Tyke. I don't know if I said that right. I'm sorry, Hannah. Uh, she led the Lions last year in kills, aces, and blocks. Uh, senior Kate York was the leading assister, assister last year. Uh, sure, that's a word. Yeah. And uh, Tiffany Watterson was leader in digs last year. All three of them are back. So pretty much all their statistical leaders are back. Elkhart went 21-11 and 11 last year. Jackie Ross, Hall of Fame volleyball coach, one of the all-time winningest coaches in state history in volleyball. Um, you know, they got a good program. Their biggest challenge will be Penn, uh, in, not only in their conference, but in the sectional as well. Mm. So we'll see if the Lions can get over the Kingsmen. Kingsmen had a historically great season last year, but they fell short in the shocking. semi-state. Shocking, shocking, shocking. Um, but we'll see. It's going to be Elkhart and Northwood, and then uh, Fairfield moving up to 3A. I know we talked about that last month, but Courtney Hershberger, they, they got their first win of the season on Saturday as well. Also a conference win over East Side in three sets. So that was a nice start to the Courtney Hershberger era. Uh, their biggest detriment is they're in 3A now, and they're going to have to play Northwood uh, in the sectional at some point, you would think. 
Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a fun sectional matchup. By the way, those two teams play next Tuesday, August 23rd. Uh, Fairfield at Northwood Volleyball. Yours truly will be there. Yeah, I'm taking that one. Sorry. That's fine. Go for it. Have I think a ball. I'm sending you to Northridge at Westview Tennis next Tuesday. That works for me. That could be a good matchup. Yeah. So. Getting some early tennis in. Yep. Some early season tennis. Those are two of our better teams. That's that's going to be a fun match in theory. Worth the trip. Yeah. And Fairfield Northwood are two of our three best volleyball teams, I think, this year. So, like, there yes. you go. That's a guarantee. Big big matchups next Tuesday, man. There's 27 games on our local schedule for this Tuesday, the 16th. We're back. We're officially back, bro. Oh, my God. So many games. 27? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, girls golf. All the sports except football are playing today. You love to see it. And football is three days away. Yeah. The best part about fall, I guess, is that you know that pretty much only on Friday night it's going to be football. It's the only day they play. You know, you don't have to worry about football three days a week like boys basketball or girls basketball in the winter, you know, or baseball, like the bigger sports, air quote. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nice knowing that Friday – all I'm looking for is football scores, pretty much. Uh, the occasional non-football schools, they will play, like, soccer or track. Or not track, obviously not in the fall, but volleyball. Or, and it's like, what are we doing here, you know? Yeah. What are we doing? Can we find another day, you know? What are we, what are we doing? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that's all the fall sports previews, I think. That was a rundown. How are we feeling? It's almost an hour. 49 minutes and 45 seconds as of this words being spoken. 20 minutes that was dedicated to football. So, uh, you know, we, we know which one pays the bills more than anything. So, Speaking of football, Notre Dame. Here come the Irish. Uh, yeah, here come the number five fighting Irish, regardless of which poll you look at. Coaches and AP. Number five, and they'll be playing number two, coaches and AP, Ohio State. The Ohio State. It's going to be a top five matchup. In Columbus. College game day will be there. Three weeks from now, kind of. Two and a half weeks. Yes. Three-ish weeks. Two and a half weeks. You and I will both be there. Yeah. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. I've always wanted to go see the horseshoe, so... I can show you a horseshoe. There's plenty out in, like, Topeka, probably. Yeah, I've seen many horseshoes. And the Colts (laughs) logo, I've seen many horseshoes. Uh, Yeah, Notre Dame had a newsy week. Yeah, that's why we're we're talking about it. We had to throw them on the end here. We were just going to talk about high school sports, but then I remembered all the Notre Dame news from the past week. Uh, Notre Dame reporter Evan Leepak, feel free to inform the folks if they haven't seen. Just a couple little notes. We had Tyler Buckner named the starting quarterback for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Beat out Drew Pine. Wow, shocking. No one saw that coming, right? Crazy. Shocked. Buckner, I mean, it's inevitable that he brings more to the table than Drew Pine. Um, He's bigger build, more athletic, can run the ball. Arguably has a stronger arm as well. Uh, maybe not accuracy here. I mean, we watched him practice here and there. I mean, he's 
He's made some great throws, some not so great throws, but there was a video on Twitter that they showed. Uh, they had a practice in the stadium earlier, or was it this weekend? This Saturday. This Saturday yeah. is this weekend. Made a great pass down the sideline. It was probably like a 40 yard toss, 30 or 40 yard toss. So he's got the capabilities, man. Um, I think now that he knows he's the guy, it's going to help his confidence blossom over the next couple weeks as he prepares to uh, head into a very hostile environment. One of the most hostile environments an opposing quarterback will ever, you know, endure in general. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy experience for him. Seems like a really mature, laid back guy though, a guy who can kind of take it and be able to not have too many issues. Like he he's not gonna be like, Wow, this is this is overwhelming. I think he's gonna he's gonna be able to take the take the reins, take the team and and they're going to be in a good spot mentally. Will that translate against a team like Ohio State? Are they going to win the game? I don't know about that. I'm not feeling super confident about it. But uh, it's nice that they know who's their guy, Tyler Buckner, starting quarterback uh, for Notre Dame. Uh, the other newsy thing was an already thin wide receiver unit, uh, wide receiver room for the Irish. Uh, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries and such. And as far as, like, not a lot of experience either, obviously you lost Kevin Austin to the NFL from last season as well. That's tough. But uh, Avery Davis, who tore his ACL last season, was trying to make a comeback. He was rehabbing from it. He was making a lot of progress. It looked like he was going to be ready pretty soon at the beginning of the year. But unfortunately, on Friday's practice, he tore... ACL once again, and he's going to be done for the 2022 season. And that's tough, obviously, for a guy who is trying to come back from an ACL injury, and then boom, another one. And it was his sixth year. He made the decision to come back and try to play again, and uh, now he's not going to get to do that. So that's tough. It's really tough. Um, and Joe Wilkins Jr., uh, he was hurt in the spring. He's trying to come back. I mean, uh, Marcus Freeman said he's going to be ready, supposedly for Ohio State before he had said he wasn't going to be ready. So now he is. So I guess that's a good thing. That's a good sign. Braden Lindsey, he's got to have a great year because he's one of the only guys with experience coming back. Now you have some younger guys like Tobias Merriweather, Jane Thomas, who are going to have to step up as well. Uh, Deion Colsey is another guy who has the size. And Lorenzo Styles is also someone who's made some made some plays early on in his Notre Dame career. So... We'll see. Uh, tight ends, obviously. Michael Meyer. Mayer. There it is. Michael Mayer. <laughs> I was waiting for you. I was like, it's like, is he going to hear Did that? Did you say it on purpose gonna, so I could... Yeah. I hadn't yeah. talked in a couple of minutes. I could have gone to the bathroom for a while. So yeah, Michael Mayer. <laughs> I'm looking at the, the Indiana High School football AP poll just got uh, officially released, so... Because you voted for that, right? I Yeah, first year I get to vote in this. I'm trying to compare my ballot versus what the top 10 looked like. So Fair. far, no glaring omissions. So that's good. But yeah, so those are the newsy notes for the Irish. And we'll have some more newsy notes, obviously, next week because we'll be at a full practice on Friday. Yep. So we'll see what kind of observations we come come up with there. Yes. I guess we'll end this podcast with the breaking news of the Indiana High School Football AP preseason poll being released. Yeah. Uh, not many shocks. Number one in 6A is Center Grove and Indianapolis Cathedral. Number two, that should... That'll probably be the state final game or a semi-state game, depending on the brackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elkhart received votes. 
So did Warsaw and so did Penn from our area. In 6A, none of them ranked. Uh, 5A, number one is Maribel. People are really high on Maribel this year. See that. Uh, Michigan City was third, so good team in 5A from our area. Valpo as well. Mishawaka was eighth in the 5A preseason mm-hmm. poll. Concord received votes. They were technically 12th, if you want to go by that metric. Okay. Uh, 4A, Mount Vernon, Fortville, number one. Yeah, they are. Yeah, although it's a typo. It says Mount Vernon, Hancock in the in the poll. I think we met Mount Vernon, Fortville. Uh, we all voted for Fortville. Uh, actually, not everyone voted for that number one, but... Uh, Majority. From our area, Leo is number nine. Area, air quote. Um, Hobart in the region, 10th. Uh, New Prairie received votes. Northridge received votes. Northwood received votes. I voted for Northwood number nine for what it's worth. So, and I voted East Noble in the top 10. And uh, East Noble is right behind Northwood in the receiving votes category. So, okay. So good. So far, so good. Uh, no, no egregious misses on my part so far. That's good. Uh, 3A number one is Indianapolis Bishop Chatard. Not a shock. Mishawaka Marion was fourth. I had the number six. This is a you just throwing darts at the board for the preseason poll. By the way, the number ones are pretty obvious. Everything else was like you could put them in any order at this point, and that's probably sounds fine. Yeah. So preseason polls of any kind are kind of you know. Yeah, Jimtown received funny. votes, and Jimtown received votes in 3A. You know, so that. We'll see, yeah. Um, from our area, that would be a note, I guess. Marion, like I said. Uh, Norwell from Fort Wayne area was ninth. Uh, 2A, Andrea number one. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they weren't unanimous. They are going to be really good again this year. Uh, so, Fort Wayne Lures was fourth. I had them at fifth. Uh, I had the top two correct. That's good. My, my poll. Um, and then number one, 1A, Indianapolis Lutheran. So, yay, I ranked all the number one teams correctly. That's good. Um, that was the easiest part of the whole poll, was that, those six, and then everything else after was crapshoot. Way to go. Game start Friday. The, 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 I feel like we're going to be able to actually do a better better job with the week one and week two uh, polls, you know, once we get some games going and see teams look at stats, you have numbers and things to, you know, tangible info to value, you know. Mm-hmm. For sure. I agree with you. So there you go. Well, that's the end of the podcast, yo. I didn't mark time mark where we started talking about that, so people are going to be very confused. When Notre Dame goes 10 minutes, it actually went like six minutes. So Is that it? You want no comment? No comment for me. Okay. Well, we're getting to about an hour, so we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you for everyone listening for the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Stay tuned to all of our coverage all week. We're running all of our previews. Volleyball preview already out this week. Girls golf from like two weeks ago, so feel free to check that out if you still want to get a refresher on um, some of that info. You got the cross country is coming, boys soccer, girls soccer, boys tennis. Our football preview section comes out Wednesday. Um, yeah, we have a lot more detail and rosters and info and those things, so we tried to keep it as brief as possible. Still went through a lot of content, but uh, tune in. Next week we'll have all of our football recaps. Uh, you know, first week observations from all the other sports as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where the podcast becomes a lot more fun, a lot more stuff to talk about. So uh, make sure you're tuning in every week to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. And uh, we'll be back next week with all of that and then some. So and more. <laughs> tune in then. <that. laughs>